Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of the Fueltopia podcast. Tonight we have a full house. I have got Andy with me. Hello. I've got Paps. Hello. And I've got Dave. Hello. Awesome boys. It's good to be all together again. I think last time we, we pretty much slated the hell out of Paps and then he quit halfway through. <laughs> from what I remember. Much like his Fueltopia photography career. <laughs> wow. And, oh. it's, and it starts early. Starts no. early. <laughs> At least I didn't miss the passenger ride. Oh, oh yeah, that's, we might have to actually explain that. That's been, a, that's been a bit of a talk behind the scenes this week, uh, as we've been remembering some of the epic, I'm epic, leaving epic now. fails. No, 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 don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. It's a good story, it's a good story. Um, but first of all, what, what have you guys... It's good for you guys, not for me. <laughs> a, we're going to get into it. No, 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 you're wrong. It's fucking great for us. <laughs> it's an amazing story. Uh, in fact, Sonic, let's just crack on with that. Let's just kick off with that tonight. So let's no, set... not. We've got an agenda to talk about. No, this, no, no, no. We need to go on a tangent because everyone's now wondering what the hell is this story and we need to share it. So we so let's think of this. So Jim Carnegie Santa Pod 2015? 2015? No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 2015, right? And um Fueltopia, uh the Fueltopia.co.uk that you all know and love, recognized as a media outlet, is invited to Jim Carnegrid. And the premise <laughs> The premise is that they're allowed to do an interview of one of the drivers. They're allowed to select the driver. Um, and Dave, you were put forward as the person to represent Fueltopia. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and the driver that was picked was Ken Block. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> one of the perks of interviewing Ken Block was, uh, was a passenger ride in the Hoonicorn. That'd be nice. Yeah, that. <laughs> so, so, imagine that. so imagine that if you'd been able to do that. So media day rolls around. So the the event is a Saturday and a Sunday. Uh, media day rolls around on the Friday, and um, people start looking around asking for Dave Cox. Where's Dave Cox? Um, they come up to me and they say, "Where's you know, where's Dave Cox?" And um, I think I said. Wow, did I say he was ill? I can't remember. You said I was ill. Andy told them that I was at work. Yeah, so so, so, so they came up to me. Now, independently to this, they've come up to Andy, and Andy's just told them the blatant truth. Like, he's he's at work. Is is he supposed to be here? Wait, can we just back up a second, right? (laughs) Can we just... Let's let's back up a little bit Okay, 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 okay. This is a Monster Energy Ran event. Yes. So chaos. So like everyone else, I have to apply for media. Even though I was granted it and invited, I have Uh to apply for media much like everyone else. Mm -hmm. Standard procedure is you normally get a confirmation email saying that you've been accepted (laughs) to come and shoot such an event. Mm -hmm. I did not get such email. You got no email, Dave. I got nothing. Well, you were very much on Ken Block's list, and he was very much looking for you to take you out in the hoonicorn. I got a rather panicked phone call from you whilst I was having a shit at work. Which turns out was the best room to take that fucking yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. It was just the fact And let's that... be fair, they weren't so polite when they asked where Dave Cox was. No, no, they weren't, actually. They were actually pretty livid. Um... Where the fuck is yeah. Dave Cox? <laughs> Who is he and where is he? Because he's not fucking here. Oh, man. And he had a... I, I actually think, to make it worse, I think he had a passenger ride with everyone. I, I don't what? think... It... I don't think it was just with... I know we keep talking about the fact that they arrived with Ken, but I'm almost certain that the reason they were so angry is that he had interview time and passenger rides with every single Monster Energy athlete that was there. Yeah, he definitely had it with Bagsy. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Oh, <laughs> oh Dave, absolutely beautiful. Dave's favourite person. You're, you're, so, just, yeah. you're, just, you're just sitting here rubbing salt on the wound. And then now, Dave, so. Dave then turned up to the event on the Saturday and did the whole weekend... Trying to pretend Hiding. not to, trying to pretend not to be Dave Cox. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. absolutely livid. Yeah. But yeah, it was a good yeah, one. Yeah, I, I was, I was told, hide from most of the Monster Energy lot because they're not super stoked. The most Monster Energy things are here. <laughs> yeah, is... They're not super stoked about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I spent a lot of time on track and That's... not many places else. Other than that. <laughs> Honestly, one of one of my best, one of my best like mess ups. I think that one is brilliant. <laughs> It's, it's the, it's the <laughs> mess up. It was not my fault. God. <laughs> not only did I miss all the passenger rides and interviews, yep. but I got the shit for it as well. Yeah, I know you did actually. To be fair, but to be, you still got some lovely photos uh, from afar, obviously, because you didn't want to really show where you were or who you were. No. <laughs> but no, it was it was a good event. But yeah, that is that is a classic. But anyway, <laughs> that's that's what we're talking about um, when we talk about Dave missing the passenger ride. Of the century, and he could have been the one that was actually way flied into the wall as well. That could have been you, uh, Dave. 
that's it. Tear him down a peg as well as me. <laughs> to, to be fair, though, it was only version one of the Hoonicorn, and that's not that impressive now, is it, Dave? So... No, oh, that's my favourite one. Oh, <laughs> very, very true. Um, no, we. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there's that one. We do have some topics, as Dave said. There is an agenda for the this evening's podcast. Um, one of the first things, though, just to say is I had a couple of messages after the last week's where I was talking about a book towards the end of it, a photography book by the guys at Super Street, and um, the book is called how to digitally photograph cars and it's by uh, jason sue and josh mackey uh i think it's still available on amazon but last time i checked it was i got this book about 15 years ago for about a tenner and i think now it's about 80 quid so i don't <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna say it's, it's definitely not worth that everyone in all honesty but i learned a lot from it uh, it's probably a little bit outdated now but if you can find it it's can you just photocopy it? Well, I'm wondering that now, because that's a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. No, that is £76.50. Wow. <laughs> there we go. Live prices. Um, yeah, so and, there, sure. and there are there are one of those really dodgy ones. Where there are six used copies starting from £76.50. There's one new for £800.06. £800, oh. <laughs> As someone who used to work in fraud, that doesn't ring any alarm bells. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> There's also one for £106. Yeah, oh, there you go, guys. But it is Good. a great book. And used to work in fraud prevention. Yeah, fraud. Not, yes, not, not fraud. <laughs> That's actually not fraud. Thank yeah. you, Dave. That is actually a very good point. Yeah, didn't work. Just in like, fraud. We don't know who's listening, Dan. You yeah. can't be too careful here. No. <laughs> that is so true, man. No, yeah, working fraud prevention. Prevention. That's the key. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really great book. <laughs> How to digitally photograph cars. Uh, probably very outdated by today's standard, but still. Yeah. The, well, the title kind of alludes to that. How to digitally <laughs> photograph cars. <laughs> There's a lot of references in there to film as well, which is really cool. As to um, what using a fucking easel <laughs> <laughs> how to paint cars no it, it's 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 a cool the book the principle will always be the same though thank you exactly oh, this is what God. i was saying so a few people message that's the book it's very expensive see if there's a pdf or something i don't know um because that seems a bit wild now there's been a few questions that i've received and uh and i mentioned it to you guys i thought it'd be something like a cool topic to talk about which is this is by the way this is going to be a gear focused podcast I hope you're all up for it. This is gear focused. Um, the the topic that I want to start off with is how do we do our workflows and following on from that, how does the backups of all of this work? Because obviously we shoot a lot of events. We have thousands of photographs. Um, sometimes every weekend we're talking thousands of photographs. So what the hell do we do with them all? And that's kind of what I kind of keen to talk about because I, th- I kind of know what you guys do with them, but I want to kind of learn and share what we all do and see what people think. And hopefully, and I really someone. want to know what Phil does with his thousands yeah. of photographs. <laughs> after <anything. laughs> I think. Do you think we should start off with Phil and uh, the way Phil does it? I can some other mug to edit. Uh, oh right. Hi, <laughs> that's me, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So you outsource the editing process. That's good. That's good. Um, to be fair, he also outsources the photo taking part as well. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I've seen a lot of people with Paps' cameras, never Paps, uh, <laughs> over the years. But um, no, so basically, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but um, I do end up with a lot of stuff. And I've kind of had to fine tune after lots of things have gone wrong, um, had to get a system that kind of works for me. I mean, what do you do, Andy? Because you obviously shoot as much as me, probably more. Uh, well, uh, I take the photos and then put them on a hard drive and then edit them and then put them on another hard drive and that's about it. Ah, so you store on hard drives, like actual spinning discs, spinning disc drives? No, so no. right, the, the drive, I, tra- I don't travel with any spinning discs ah. at all. And now why is that, Andy? Because I think you've you've had some experience because, with this, because, because I fucked one up, mate. Yeah. <laughs> like, royally. I was, oh. I was in a, the, the, where was, I was in Torin, where mm-hmm. I'm going next week, actually, mm-hmm. back to the scene of the crime. <laughs> and, uh, I was editing my my pictures from the event, trying to be as quick as possible. Yeah. So instead of copying the images across, I moved the images across. Okay. From my memory card onto my spinny hard drive, it's like a Western Digital, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really a press room I was in; it was like a press conference room, and there wasn't a table. Okay. So everything was kind of balanced on my knee. Oh, okay. And just as I'd finished. Uh, I turned around to talk to someone and the hard drive slow in slow motion 120 oh, no. frames a second just fell onto the ground and kind of made a horrible noise oh no and everything from that event gone oh my god and this is at the end of a night's work yes oh oh my god oh. I actually I would have cried Jet- 
genuinely the worst night of my life. I got very drunk after that. Mate, <laughs> I would have been an absolute. I wouldn't have known what to do. I mean, I'm a panic yeah, I, anyway. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know what. To, uh, uh, we ended up having to use images from practice, right? Uh, to basically tell the story of the event. Holy crap! But it was a uh, yeah. It was genuinely. See, like, I, I would have just gone and locked myself in the hotel room. <laughs> Oh, that's... And avoided everybody from monster. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, not only would I have been terrified of what people would say, but I, I just, I yeah. physically couldn't talk to anyone. I'd be that angry. Yeah, yeah. So no, it, it was, it yeah. was, it wasn't a great night. No, to well, be fair. Okay, so, but, so you lose, you lost everything. Um, that's even yeah. before you start working on everything. How have you? Because that is awful. Like, how have you now? St- how, how are you now trying to prevent that from happening again? Like, what's your system so, now? Now, when I'm in the field, it's to be honest, it's fairly similar. Mm-hmm. But except I never, everything stays on the SD card and then gets copied across onto an external SSD. Gotcha. Because nothing moves in that, so my feeling is that they're probably a little bit more yeah. robust. Is that what you still Samsung? using the Samsung T5s? Yeah, is it the Samsung? The uh, T3. T3. T3 I've got. So I've got the previous generation, uh, mm. and it's it's banging. It's yeah. like it's faster than bang <laughs> it's, that's what happened fun. last time don't, don't yeah. bang it don't bang it <laughs> okay yeah. it's very very good <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, but... and fast and and just yeah so i i use that for editing off of nothing goes on to my computer right everything's external ah, so you edit from the external straight away yeah yeah uh, it's similar it's similar to me I, I never put anything on my mac so yeah. is, oh, is that what you do then so you actually just use your mac as a transfer device to transfer the images to a drive yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I ah. keep um, music logos, watermarks, copies of libraries yeah. on my Mac. Yeah. Uh, everything is on external drives. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally when I travel, I separate up the gear. Oh. So, in in what yeah. sense? What do you mean, like, separate up the gear? Oh, just don't put them in the same bag, just in case something yeah. goes missing. I can actually, like, I try and keep my hard drive on me as, like, on my oh, person. Wow. Okay. Than, uh, that's... Just in case it gets nicked or something like that, at least got the photos. Of course. Okay, so you both. That's see, that's interesting to me because I don't do that. I work from the hard drive of the laptop. Yeah, and I'm cheap, and I didn't buy a big enough hard drive for the <laughs> laptop. <laughs> ah, there we go. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, perhaps when you do images, what do you? How do you do yours? I think it's Ten a thirty-five point. millimeter film developed. <laughs> yeah, true. That's true. Very and hipster. And and the one twenty film. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I've, yeah, I have seen you use your medium format film cameras uh, probably more than your digital in recent times, which is pretty cool. To be fair. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's an expensive hobby. That yeah. one, but, um, <laughs> Aren't all your hobbies expensive, Philip? <laughs> Enough said, Andy. <laughs> I don't know what that suggests. You know, guns, we don't talk about that on this. Guns, medium format, prostitutes, you know that sort of thing. <laughs> brutal. Absolutely brutal. Uh, anyone who knows Paps knows that is true, obviously. Um... <laughs> Jesus, Dan. <laughs> Sorry, Paps. So you were saying, what, what have you got? Uh, so most of the stuff I get edited on my Mac. Mm-hmm. I've recently had a Lacey Drive fail. Right. Is that again? Don't say uh, that, man. I've got one of those. It's oh. a no. It's moisture in oh. breath, so it's it's damaged the PCB. Luckily, I've got a PCB to replace it with. I need to swap mm-hmm. um, the ROM chip because the drive won't boot and find its start location without the ROM chips. Oh man. To send the drive away, I don't know if you've ever been quoted for it. You're talking about four to five hundred pounds. What? To recover the drive? Yeah. That is not including um, a new drive to put all your stuff onto. Yeah. But other than that, in general, the flow I use um, Photo Mechanic or start using Photo Mechanic to go through because it culls raw images very quickly. Okay. Compared to loading them in. Um, Capture One or Lightroom. Oh, because Light- I don't know about you guys, but Lightroom can be super slow. Like when it's building previews, it is not fast. Yeah, it's, um, it's that's why we Leela started using um, Photo Mechanic, and it loads raw images blindingly fast. I have never yeah. heard of that. That sounds. Jordan Buttons uses that as well. Does yeah, he? it's an amazing piece yeah. of software for cul- literally for culling images. It's perfect. And you that's just run through, set your rating, export them into Lightroom. That is fantastic. Yeah, okay, I'm looking at it now. Okay, so photo mechanic, that sounds like a really easy way to yeah. get used to right, That's awesome. Um, Capture One also loads raw images slightly faster than Lightroom as well. Okay. 
Um, and something I'm looking at in the future is something called, uh, it's very similar to Andy's Samsung mm-hmm. drive. It's called a Narbox, G-N-A-R. Yep, that's on my list. Yeah, it's it's a very expensive yes. option, but they are solid state. I've actually, I looked at one that a another photographer had, and it is so robust compared to everything else. It's rubberized, it's designed to like take a drop, but it's got um, it's got USB 3s, I believe. Okay. Yeah. As well as... Um, it's got built-in SD. Built-in yeah. SD, built-in micro awesome. SD. So it's quite a... Yeah, so basically when you're in the field, you can do a, a file dump onto... It's got an SSD in it, so you can do you can do a card dump onto yeah. the, the, the Narbox itself, and then you just plug it in as you would. And so you're... Yeah. you're Kind of saving that time of copying across your cards when you get back to See, the now, media room. I I like these have been around for a long time because I remember these kind of systems when it was was it Matox or Marox they did had one. Um, there was a company, and I remember it getting corrupting the files on the import, but you wouldn't know until you obviously got back to your computer to check them. Oh, that's um, worse. Yeah, exactly. So I was never a big fan of these things, but if if this one sounds promising, then Cool. I think the process um, he uses is very much, you know, plug it into the Narbox, let it copy over. Yeah. Once you get back, check the files, and that's before you even contemplate deleting stuff off the SD cards. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you just have, you know, that extra backup. So all you're doing really is just eliminating the copying time to the laptop. Like, yeah. 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 You're still going to end up with SDs that are full of stuff. Um, yes. Okay, fair enough. So do, you, do any of you guys shoot redundantly? No. No. So you, you don't copy to both cards at the same time? No, no, no. No, no I don't. Because do when I... So just to explain how I shoot, basically. So I have... Uh, my MacBook Pro has 512 gig, um, which is more than enough for a couple of memory cards to be dumped, like, during a day. Um, so what happens on location is I shoot, and then I transfer the stuff over to the laptop. Um, then as soon as I know they're imported into Lightroom and the numbers match the memory card, I delete and format the memory card. So so, right. so that's that's that done. Cameras are then ready to be used again. Then once they're in Lightroom, I edit, delete everything I don't want, and then as soon as I get home, um, they move from the laptop to an to a network attached storage device. Mm. Um, yes. So that's literally what happens. So basically, my my laptop only ever has the last job on it until I get home. Um, right, and then right, it's right. then it's moved straight away. Um, the other key things I've got backup ways, so I'll just I'll just try and explain it as clear as possible. But the other way I've done it is I my Lightroom library is in my Dropbox folder, so therefore every time I use Lightroom, it backs up the library. So that's all your edits to Dropbox. Okay, so your library syncs when you get to your Mac, uh, yeah. iMac at home. Yeah, so everything synced, and then the 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 NAS that I have is a syn synology. Oh, here we go. This is synology. Synology. Thank you, boys. It's a Synology NAS, um, and it's in a RAID array. Now, RAID isn't a backup. It's just a form of drive redundancy. So, it, it basically, I have two four terabyte drives, and if one fails, it's all on the other one. So I, I'll, so there's so it's not really a backup. It's more just a redundancy system. Yeah. And and then this is where, this is where it gets even more involved. Uh, every night. At two p at two a.m., um, the NAS sends my Lightroom library with all my images, so thousands and thousands of images, sends it to an external Western Digital drive. Okay, yeah. and then right. at about six a.m. in the morning, that drive sends everything to Dropbox. Gosh, you got a big Dropbox. <laughs> yeah, I got. I paid for a big Dropbox, but that <laughs> was the only way I could think of making. Well, it condenses it onto the Western Digital. It's like a tenth of the size. It's like yeah. the special system that Synology's got, um, and then that tenth of the size file of my library goes up to the Dropbox and is so you saved. Can, you can pack down the other way yeah. if you need to. Yeah, got, essentially, it's a zip file. It's sending into basically, Dropbox. and that yeah. to me, guys, is literally after years of things going wrong touch wood this is the one that seems to save it's like yes. multiple backups I've, I, I've got something similar and sweet as soon as i get home everything i've got i've got like a travel catalog oh yeah and uh i have a 2018 catalog on a separate hard drive oh uh, that's cool so your catalogs load faster as well yeah so well apart from the 2018 one because it's fucking gargantuan yeah <laughs> yeah but uh 
So what I do is I, I import from another from the travel catalog my, mm-hmm. all my edits and everything mm-hmm. uh, onto the external hard drive, and then every basically constantly I have Backblaze running, and yep. that uploads everything to Z Cloud. Nice. So which like cloud service do you use, everything. Andy? To back- Backblaze. Backblaze. Oh, so that's the one. Yeah. Um, I know a few photographers that use that. I think I think I saw Paddy talking about that. Um, that's yeah. like a really good system, isn't it? You pay, isn't that yeah. when I started that massive thread yes. on Facebook years ago? Like yes. A year or two ago when I had drive failure. That's it. That's it. Because yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Like I think we've all learned from things going wrong because every single one of us has had a nightmare in some way. Um, yeah, because I, I, yeah, I, I had Western Digital, my passport failed on me, which is just a standard um, hard external hard drive you'd buy from Amazon or something like that. Yeah, I had that fail, so I currently have a lazy drive, which when I get home, finish my editing for that job. Mm-hmm. So each job has its own folder inside. Each folder is a, a RAW folder, a JPEG folder, yep. a footage folder, a renders folder. And then a miscellaneous, if it's like the logos or specific music or something like that, that needs okay. to go into that. And th- that is all dated by the year, month, day, and then a short description of what it is. And nice. that gets copied straight back over to a Western Digital MyCloud at home mm-hmm. that I have, which I can then access from anywhere else. I should really have a third step on top of that. I really should have a third Maybe step. if you just had it so it backed up to the cloud from the, from the MyCloud. So... Um, yeah, just some way of sending that to just somewhere else might be because otherwise that would be pretty much the same as what I've got. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah, I've just got redundancy and then backup <laughs> and then cloud backup because I was like I don't know how else to design it to make it as efficient. Um, yeah, it. But then I haven't had much luck with NASs in the past, so I was an early adopter yeah. of network storage. Um, and so. My first one was, I think it was a Netgear one. You know, when they first introduced like dual drive bay ones? Yeah. Um, and one of my... Was it like 128 gig? <laughs> yeah, I think so, man. Like it was, it was like, <laughs> so this is me starting out. Like this is before, luckily before I was working as a photographer. So nothing was critical. But um, I had a drive failure on a network. Att- no, no, not a drive failure. The network attached storage, the brain of it just failed. Um, and the drives, this is my own fault. The drive was, uh, I think a RAID raid zero when it's when it's spread across two drives yeah so therefore it's useless <laughs> so yeah it uh, it does, there's no redundancy no redundancy so basically um i couldn't access these it was uh, proprietary as well um and i lost everything but it was like before it was only when i was taking pictures of my mates cars and stuff so it was like nothing nothing official um the big kick in the teeth for me was i, I went along to um the photography show and i saw like the the drobo setup because you, know, you guys always see them like, yeah. yeah, amazing, amazing bits of kit. And I was like, right, I'm going to heavily invest in this. And I must have dropped about, like, no joke, it probably cost about £1,000 to put this Drobo setup together. Oh. Um, and I had 16 terabytes, and it was all backed up. Uh, redundancy as well, redundant drives. I had, I think it was a six-drive bay, two redundant drives, backing everything up. Uh, and you, so you could have two simultaneous drive failures at once. Like, you know, um, anyway absolutely brilliant and then i started to notice after about two three years some of the file names were changing um and they ended up with like question marks in the name so like you'd have like a normal name of a photograph like image 607 but then at the end it would have a question mark or instead of image it would say i am question mark and then it would have the numbers and i'd be like that's weird like what's going on here um what it was happening was obviously the system was breaking down um and then one day i just couldn't access this stuff um now drobo is proprietary as well so i contacted them they tried to help me but basically the drive shat itself (laughs) um (laughs) absolutely destroyed probably in the region of i think nine terabytes um of mainly video stuff and it was every single bit of video work i'd ever done now i'm not a videographer um so it wasn't hugely important my photos were backed up differently um thank god but the video stuff i lost everything so everything i've ever done for even the jobs the few jobs i've done for monster with video uh all the stuff i ever did for fueltopia for video lost everything uh and lost um all my stuff i've ever done for am details as well so like can can i can i ask because i haven't gone through drive failure and, and and losing absolutely everything can i ask how that made you feel 
like afterwards like did you just think well that's it i i'm not doing that anymore mate i was did... i was gutted i like i, I was i felt very um, like empty almost because it's like i felt like i'd been a huge letdown um mm. because what if someone asked for something and i don't have it anymore and i i had a bit of a panic and then i was like within a few hours i was like i'm gonna make sure this never happens again and yeah. that was that was like the the quest almost to to build a system that that isn't going to screw me and kick me in the nuts <laughs> which is yeah, exactly yeah. what it felt like when that all went wrong like rocky 2 yeah exactly i was basically like rocky 2 but without um um ba baracus no i don't think he was he wasn't in rocky 2 he was in rocky 3 oh my bad i'm sorry my rocky knowledge is uh is, is poor four four, in four. <laughs> but i i cannot stress enough how important backups are like to anyone doing this, like anyone in this game, things will go wrong. It's not a matter of if, it's it's when. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it is yeah. when. Yeah. It is when. Like they all hard drives will break. You know, as Andy said, something as simple as dropping a drive and it's dead. Like it's it's nuts. And I highly recommend. I hope that we kind of shared a little bit there because I don't know what else to recommend. It's just have backups for your backups. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I t- mean, cloud storage don't... is the way to go. Ah, but it's yeah. It's, it's pricey though. Yeah, and, yeah, that's the thing. And it's not always convenient because, like, I mean, I just had a look. I've got like 11 terabytes in the cloud. Wow. And wow. that took, that took, it took about three months to upload. Jesus, <laughs> and, yeah. that's incredible. Is that your entire yeah. Lightroom catalogue? Yeah, like, everything, every photo I've taken since like 2014. Oh my god, that's wow. a, that's see, I'm still a firm. I I get you about cloud. I do get it, and I have a lot of stuff in the cloud, obviously. Um, but I do like physical media. I like to know that yes. I have my stuff nearby. Yeah, um, I mean, well, yeah, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, all. one thing I've started doing now is like um, because my Western Digital hard drive was a bit long in the tooth is yeah. each year i just buy a new drive and yeah. i bench the old one and I, I clone it and bench it so it doesn't so i, I buy two drives every oh, new year's actually now we're talking just talking about that buying drives okay so um i think i was talking to ricky uh over in ireland last weekend at drift masters and he told me about this horror story of this person who was adding for every project they did because ricky's the same all videographers I, I think are the same they they expense a drive as part of the project so it becomes yeah, the yeah, drive, yeah, yeah, yeah right um and they were stacking the drives and <clears throat> the bottom drive caught fire Oh. yes and i think from what ricky said to me it burnt through 10 drives before it was noticed so it just annihilated Jeez. years and years of work like that terrifies me like yeah. i mean i i lost it at least i lost it from uh, like a digital standpoint i suppose but at least it was like it wasn't my main income but imagine if you lost like ah, oh, just can't oh, i can't even it actually terrifies me <laughs> <laughs> actually freaks me out but um i think we've we seem to have systems that work so fingers crossed they you know I, so, I, so far so far you've just jinxed us though eh? we're all going to have a massive fucking file corruption uh, oh mate see now you <laughs> know what's fucking chat we're on for this fucking podcast <laughs> ruined no. everyone's fucking life man <laughs> what are you no, doing let's, let's, let's take it easy let's take it everyone just take our Musa. right honestly it's uh, we, we have to talk about these things we have to you know we have to try and talk through them and find a good solution yeah. um, it is a very real thing it's a very real and I'm actually quite scared because I'm in the middle of a move right now and I've obviously got to move my server <laughs> and it's uh. just the little thing like moving it in a car do you know what I mean I just want to wrap it up in cotton wool <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. that's my life <laughs> put it and, in the footwells exactly exactly I will uh, or strap it in, in a seat <laughs> I, <laughs> I need it I need it to get there okay but um, and it, yeah it is very much a real thing um, but anyway doom and gloom let's talk about some exciting stuff because right now in Germany uh, there is Photokina which, okay so for anyone who doesn't know because there probably is tons of people here um like i said very gear centric podcast tonight but photokino is a massive um f- what would you say digital event there's more than just cameras isn't there it's it's by yearly it's it's a it's a, it's a ca- heavily camera focus it's okay. going annually now oh is it yeah, yeah. it's not going to be by it's yeah Used it's going to be, gonna be every year now. now every year yeah. so and that's in it's in cologne isn't it Yes. Yeah, Cologne, Germany, and a lot of the big, um, a lot of the big players in the industry, well, all the big players in the industry, Canon, Nikon, Sony, um, uh, Fuji, they all, and everyone else, they all reveal their big 
stuff for the next year. So like, obviously we've spoken about it previously, but like the the Canon EOS R has been announced, which Andy loves. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fucking shit box. <laughs> hasn't even hasn't even come out yet. And it's already been written off. It's <laughs> completely written off. Um, uh, and Sony obviously revealed a, a new lens at Fotokina. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, have you yeah, guys? It's only twenty seven more than the Canon EOS R. <laughs> You know, it's fine. Ooh. Fucking cunts. Yeah, but... I I like that. I like that. One of the things which I noticed, which Paps actually sent me a message of earlier today, was um, in the marketing for the new ESR, it's gone out live today to, like, I'm guessing all CPS members and stuff, which is, like, the Canon professional service people. It's gone out. And it says in there, works perfectly with EF lenses, like, zero. (laughs) So, obviously, like, that's their one strength where they're like, we actually did design this to use everything we've already made yeah uh, and bloody, also including the adapter so. yes yes yeah for ef lenses and, that's and it works without one. overheating and shutting down yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> sony. Not, not, not referencing sony yeah. but then it also it makes you wonder because nikon obviously they're not compatible are they with their original lineup of lenses no no and they only have one adapter and it does not ship with it wow so it's an interesting play. You I'm... fucked up, Nikon. <laughs> it's, a really, it's a really interesting play, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the EOSR is like. Uh, and I'm hoping we get to have a play with it soon because I think it would be quite cool. Um... Have Have they not already announced a uh, uh, not a replacement, but like a another Canon full frame mirrorless cameras coming out as well? Yeah, with they are two card two. Slots. Yeah, yeah. But that's later on next year, I do believe. Yeah, it's yeah. the professional, uh, what they call the professional level one. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's the 1BX kind of level at one. two grand, you'd expect the EOS R to be the professional level one, in all honesty. But um, yeah. yeah, well, you know, Canon. Yeah, exactly. You're telling yeah. me. Yeah, well, um, it's still cheaper than Sony. Yeah. <laughs> but um, one, Actually, one... it's not. A7R3 is pretty cheap. A7R3, is it, Andy? Yeah, A7R3 is two grand. Brand yeah. new, which is a really good price. And that's a really nice camera as well. Yeah, very tempting. Yeah, it is very tempting, but at the same time, it, you've got to change. You know what I mean? We've we've spent thousands on Canon stuff. Like I said before, I won't change because I won't get rid of the one thirty five L. Never, exactly. never, ever get rid of the one thirty five L. Um, right. uh, it's it's one of those like uh, the one camera though that has caught my eye, and I was reading about it today. I actually couldn't find enough information about it. Have you guys seen the new Fuji? Um, you know I love Fuji, but have you seen the new Fuji medium format camera? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, oh my god, it's it's like it's not much bigger than than a DSLR. Yeah, it looks like a, a an X Pro two. Yes, it, is, yes, it does. And like sort of rangefinder style, but it's yes. medium format. It's just, it, it looks. Yeah. I watched about six videos last night. <laughs> yeah. Why? Well, there's two of them, isn't there? There's, there's two of them. GFX fifty and the yeah. hundred. That's it. No, there's, yeah. The the hundred they've is the hundred mega that's getting announced properly like either later in the year or next year. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. the fifty R and the fifty S. Yeah. So the fifty R looks more like a a traditional cam like a viewfinder yeah. on top and stuff like that, mm. and then the fifty S is more like a rangefinder style. And also important to say, the fifty R is about six grand. The fifty S is four grand. Yeah, and it's yes. it's the same camera, like pretty much. Just obviously the ergonomics are slightly different. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. Like, I just want to have a play with it. I want to see what it's like. Yeah, so a rangefinder medium format camera. Yeah. does yeah. not sound like a usable camera. You don't reckon? <laughs> no, because a full a medium format sensor is a point seven or point seven nine crop, whereas full yes. frame is times one APS-C yes. one point six. If you're Canon, one point five. If you're Nikon, mm-hmm. how the fuck are you going to focus with medium format through a rangefinder uh, on a wide aperture lens? Well, they've they've shown. Uh, I don't know if you guys obviously you've watched all the videos as well, yeah, but mm-hmm. they they showed when I watched it, they showed the um, uh, touchback screen to focus and also yeah. pinch to zoom as well, which I thought was yeah. pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it's I mean it's, it's like it's rangefinder and style, and it's an EVF. Yeah. So that for like things like manual focus lens and stuff like that, there will be focus magnification. Yeah, and you get um, what's it called when you have the little um coloured um dots all over uh, it? Focus peaking. Yeah, focus yeah. peaking. So my Fuji has focus peaking, like my X100F. So that one definitely. Will. Isn't that just the best feature ever? Oh, it's amazing. Like my my little <laughs> Canon M50's got it, and it's fucking amazing. I so love good. it so much. 
so good for video stuff and like and even just pictures as well like with manual I, I, would, I mean I would go back if like if my 5d3 had an EVF that had focus peaking I would probably manual focus quite a lot that's awesome that's I do like it I think yeah. it's a really cool feature but that that medium format camera that could change the game like that's just like yeah it's amazing yeah like that's that's less than uh and obviously they're for different markets yeah but that's less than something like a any a sony e9 or a windy yep. x or yeah so for like but more for like sort of wedding photographers and stuff yeah that's it yeah i could mm. see a lot of them using yeah. that well that's the thing that's what they were marketing as because they like the the bigger one the r was very much they described it as a studio camera so they were taking on hasselblad phase one and they're saying yeah. r1 can do this but this one uh, the way it, all the photos if you look all the photos have been taken very photojournalistic so it's mm-hmm. all like um with like leather pouches like shoulder pouches and stuff like that and mm. and it's just like it- shows you can throw it in a bag like, it's kind of targeted at the the Leica kind of M nine yes. rangefinder yeah. kind of stuff. That's the way it kind of seems to me. That's that style. It's a little bit what it looks like. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah. And something else that's appeared as a rangefinder that's full frame rather than medium format is a Zenith. Is it, what's that? Zenith. Yeah, I, I I was just looking at that as well. Yeah, it's so a collaboration. What does it what mean? It, means? What does the, it mean? It literally means the height of. Oh, really? So like, yeah, yeah. So like, the best you can get, basically. <laughs> it's a Russian Russian mate. Because my mate just came back from like touring across Russia, oh, and I, I showed him my Zenit photo sniper, and he goes, "Oh, you know what that means, don't you?" And I was like, "No." And he goes, oh, "It just literally means the height of." So, oh, that's like, amazing! That's so communist. <laughs> <laughs> so arrogant! I yeah. love it. So that's like, that's that's you can just imagine yeah. marketing that. Yeah, but, but the thing um, is, it's, it's been made with Leica. Yeah, yeah, Fair. and it ships with a 35 mil f 1.0 oh lens. Oh my god! Ooh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that's. I, mean, I know Leica have their f 0.95, the Noctilux 50 mil. Yeah, yeah, but you can imagine what this would be like f 1 35 mil. That is gonna be. That is gonna be. That a would nice look picture. really good on your shelf, perhaps. Yeah, it would. <laughs> it would. <laughs> Not doing much. I'm looking at the space right now, actually. <laughs> Uh, so um, next to all my gold bars, <laughs> those are so, Kruger ants. <laughs> so is there uh, is there anything else caught your eye, guys? Yet because I think it's still underway, isn't it? At the moment, we're the, still like the, the the thing that actually has most interested me is the uh, the agreement between Panasonic, oh, uh, Leica, yes. and Sigma, all to release the, a new full frame mount for mirrorless cameras. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and lenses compatible across the line that's amazing I think, I think that's fascinating yeah because you know we can talk about sony and and canon and nikon getting into mirrorless mm-hmm. but panasonic have been doing it for oh yeah ages. yeah yeah you know they've been doing it for so long mm-hmm. so if they could if they could bring in like new sensors with Leica lenses and you know all their video features specifically like yeah. in the gh5 yeah yeah but with like better autofocus and stuff and that'd be unreal know. that would be a hell of a weapon like yeah exactly i mean it was i was actually really shocked i totally did not expect them to reveal a full frame camera mm. i mean they have been a micro <laughs> four thirds advocate since the start yeah uh and exactly. for them to go like look at our full frame camera i was like oh god that looks amazing yeah yeah that, so this is all part of... sorry go on you go perhaps i was gonna say this is all part of what is known as the l mount alliance right so this is it actually uses a leica L mount. Wow. So, obviously, with the new stuff coming out, there's obviously going to be new lenses which are cheaper, mm-hmm. should we say? Mm-hmm. But obviously, you have the access to all the existing Leica L mount stuff. Jesus. Yeah. So, which, so anything you... for like the the SL, the Leica yeah. SL. Uh, yeah. Going back to that, is like every, everything works with it. See, that's so... it's 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 really cool to see because obviously we've been. If you guys have ever, I don't know if you've used Panasonic. My my brother had a GH2, and he had this stunning Leica 25 mil, which was equivalent to a 50 mil on a on a full frame, and it was just this like f1 point. I think it was an f. No, it was an f1 um, micro four thirds um, Leica lens, and mm. it was stunning. And it was like so that's equivalent to like an f1.4, I think, on full frame. Um, yeah. but yeah amazing bit of kit and I was always super impressed with it so it's so cool to see that the partnership I mean that's only that can only yeah. be a good thing for, for photographers yeah. Yeah. I mean like the lenses are amazing yeah even like you know I say even the cheaper ones you know the cheaper ones being like two grand for the 
50 mil kind of Sumalux yeah. manual focus lenses, and they are they produce stunning images. Oh, it's, I'm this excited. Kind of very unique look. Did, have they announced a release for this thing uh, for this camera? Or were you... <coughs> Uh, no, it was more like that was more like a preview. So right. I think there's mm. more coming later, and either later in the year or early. Early. Yeah, I think Dave year. might be searching. I can hear his laptop tapping away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he's like, "Wait, where's this coming? Switching to Panasonic." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's a really cool feature in those that Dave would probably love because of his light painting. If you guys have ever used the Olympus or the Panasonics, they um, when you put them on bulb mode, which is when you leave the shutter open to take a photo for a long time, just for anyone listening that doesn't know, yeah. um, it shows you what's happening on the screen. So you get a live... It takes a readout of the... Yeah, um, yeah. Uh... QCD or whatever. Yeah, it is. you get a live preview QCD. of the image you're about to get, and you can stop it when you want to stop it. Like it's unreal. Like it's so cool, and I imagine that would be amazing for someone like yourself with the light painting and stuff. I mean, if I can tether that to my phone in the real time, is good yep. enough because I can't stand behind the back of the camera and light paint at the same time. Oh, that's actually a really good point. I uh, that yeah. just crossed my mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, at the same time, it's a Panasonic, so it'll probably have a tilty flipping number. Yeah, yeah I true, mean, I don't true. know. I don't uh, know. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Right. Cool. Yeah. Don't know if it's because I'm getting tired or cynical or whatever, but I, <laughs> I'm really not that interested in anything that I'm not ever going to use. That's, no, that's fair out. enough. That's fair. I enough. mean, the one, the one thing that did interest me is the Hasselblad eighty mil f one point nine for the that mounts to the X one D Hasselblad, mm, like the yeah. medium format handheld jobby. That's the fastest. Hasselblad lens that they've made in ever, I do That's, believe they have an yeah. 80, they have an eighty mil f two point eight, which is like a f two equivalent on full frame. So this yeah. is like a fifty mil one point four equivalent. Pretty impressive. That's uh, that awesome. That that's I think there's some there's some cool gear like I'm I'm excited to see you know when this stuff starts because I always think of how I can, how it will make my life easier um or what I can use to do for work and those. There's nothing quite there that I've seen that I would probably use for work. Like the medium format camera would be amazing, but I know it would be delicate, for example. Um, delicate, won't be fast focus, no, won't be, it'll take no. a massive amount of storage, it's, it won't yeah. be fast, yeah, all that kind of stuff. It's just not for, it's not for my style of shooting. It's not for what you do. No, it's not for no, what no. I do, but I'm excited for what it means, though, like as in yes. the progress and stuff. Um, but for me, I mean, I'm currently trying to set up my gear for next year because my season's come to an end, uh, pretty much my motorsport season anyway has come to an end. And now I'm looking at my gear for next year and really there's only one option and that's a 1DX Mark II. Like, the only way is yeah, up. exactly, exactly. <laughs> but like, I just, you know, you, you stick with what you know and you stick, that's the thing I think with a lot of people with cameras, you stick with what yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a point to consider as well, Dan, because like, I have a 5D Mark III, that is my only camera. I have, yep. do have a Canon M50, but the announcement of the ESR, though as underwhelming as it actually is, yeah, the fact that it has 12-bit um, depth rate for uh, RAW files excites me the fact that it's a tilty, <laughs> tilty flippy screen excites me yeah i like but that it, yeah um i mean it, it, the... it is very similar to a 5d mark 4 yes yeah i know yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's pretty much the same sensor pretty much the same sensor and they've pretty much the same price point like, at this point like probably i mean the 5d4 is probably a little bit more hardy um even though i've managed to absolutely ruin mine in a year yeah. no two years get it to be fair i think the esr is a magnesium <laughs> body as well so oh, is it oh so i can drop yeah. that one as well yeah, excellent. It's got a flippy screen. I wouldn't try it. No. <laughs> and they use SD cards, <coughs> Nikon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh right. Yeah. The, whatever it is they use that are horrifically expensive. Oh, the XQD. XQD. Yeah. XQD. yeah. Is that what yours uses? Your Sony's, Andy? No, they use uh, SD cards. SD UHS, cards. UHS. Yeah. UHS two SD cards. Ah, mm. uh, right. Because I was looking. And, and UHS one. And UHS one, right? Because the um yeah. the one DX Mark two uses CF fast, which are just obscene amounts of money. Yes. Yeah, yeah, can't like, you choose the mount on that one though? You can't. Can't you choose which, with uh, which card slots you get with that? Okay. No, no, I don't think so. Don't it's one. So. You just get two. You get two card slots: a normal CF and a CF fast. Was it and a CF, CF fast? Yeah. Yeah. No. no, it's um, it, it, yeah, it's it is a case of you kind of stick what you know. And I was hoping the ESR would be more impressive. Um. It, yeah, because it is yeah. pretty lackluster. Yeah. I want to see it get used by a few people. Like I'd like to see it get reviewed by, you know, the digital picture, which does some amazing Canon reviews. I'd like to see him get hold of it um, and see what he thinks. But yeah, it hopefully, um, hopefully they will come out. Hopefully people will buy it. So they'll carry it on. Um, I've entered every competition. I've <laughs> to win one. So. <laughs> 
Um, what he's but, saying is he's not buying it, but he'll accept a free yeah, one. Yeah, he'll accept a free one. But, um, Precisely. It's little things. It takes 5D4 batteries <clears throat> as well. Damn, oh, does it? Oh, does it's it? And five, doesn't it not take 5D3 ones as well? Yeah, yeah. Well, they all, they're all the yeah, same, aren't they? It's the LP6. Yeah, LP6, yeah. the most copied battery on eBay. <laughs> Never, yeah, ever no, buy a fake one. If you've got, already got the batteries, then you're right there. Yeah, 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 no. Never I buy a fake one. Something happened, is... Dave. Oh yeah, I had a, a, some co- um, copy versions of it, and it corrupted oh. a card because it's through a massive error, and then just because it's about the um, voltage yeah, spike, voltage sensitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus. There so what were, you, what, were you, what were you going to say? Perhaps I cut you off. Sorry. Um, the thing is, as well, it's if people say it's underwhelming. But remember, it's a tiny camera. Yeah. yeah in yeah, comparison yeah. to a a five D Mark Three, Mark Four. Yeah. And especially a 1D series body. 1D series body is huge. But looking at the photos of it in comparison to a 5D series, which is its nearest kind of Mm -hmm. mirrored rival, it's drastically smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does it it compare to uh, A7 III, though? It's very similar size. I think it's about the same size, Andy. Yeah, I think the A7 III is ever slightly larger. And that, but that's the thing, to me, that's a much more capable camera. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, on paper it is definitely. Um, yeah. The thing is, from uh, the thing that woes me about the the Sony's uh, is the battery life, which I know will be the same with the ESR because it's obviously yes. EF. But also it's... the they're not very tough. The Sony's. No, they're not bad. I I think. Yeah. My my tough and your tough are very different. Dan works twelve hours a day. Andy works one. I had a, I had a guy come up to me. Actually, I got to tell you this because you know my one DX looks absolutely. It's a monstrosity. It's covered in um, <laughs> duct tape. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they let you take it through airports. Oh mate, it it's that bad. It looks horrific and it's all dented. It looks like and... a, an IED. <laughs> <laughs> it is a riot, right? And um, I'm standing in the I'm standing in the monster area hiding from the rain. And this guy who's a photographer, uh, like a super keen photographer, um, nice lad. He comes up to me and he's chatting to me and he looks at my camera and he's like, "What have you got?" And then he looked really sad because then he realized what I had and he was like, why does it look like that? And I said, well, because I, I'm Dan. I've, I've, I've used it a lot. And he's like, but it's all damaged and you've, you've damaged it. And if I had one, I'd look after it. And I was like, well, I look after it, but hang on a minute. What the hell? <laughs> and he was like, really, he was really, really upset. Like it was dead serious. He switched and he was just like, I don't understand. And then he was like, what's, <laughs> what's the other camera you've got? And I showed him the 5d and that's got a completely shattered rear screen at this point and i was I and he's, and he's, uh, yeah no that was a dent in this rear screen again bill <laughs> it's, it's got worse um and he was just like i just don't understand how can you do that and he almost had i think he lost all respect for me in, in, a, very, <laughs> in a very short space of time yeah exactly <laughs> I made me feel really self-conscious. Uh, Even all film noir yeah. and, and, I, and I went off and, and I went off and thought about my life because I was like, maybe, maybe I am a bit brutal with this gear. Can't talk, mate. Got bashing panels out of Bagsy's car with this. <laughs> oh no, uh, it's uh, yeah, not good, not good. But um, yeah, I mean, talking about that, obviously, that being with Bagsy at the weekend, that was the last race of the season, uh, the Driftmaster season for me. Um, didn't yeah amazing no I know it was an amazing series um, I'm super excited about what next year brings because obviously Red Bull are now heavily involved um, and it's going to be very cool to see how they push it and I think it can only be a good thing uh, in yep. all honesty I think we need that I think Monster Energy especially like and Bagsy needs that push um, to, to be like let's have a bit of competition um, yeah. and I'm super excited for what that means now the season's been amazing obviously the season has not been amazing for the Monster Energy team and Bagsy so that <laughs> not been great at all which really sucks because believe me I've been in the paddock and they work their asses off um, and it just kind of it's a bit upsetting but I've been documenting the whole thing in that sense as well so like it's funny when I look at the images as I'm sure you do Andy when you do your speedway stuff and the boys don't win you end up still being able to tell a story do you know what I mean um, yeah. and you capture the emotion and, and all that and it is yeah, it's been it's been a tough year, but hey, we'll see what next year brings on that one. <laughs> but, <laughs> fingers crossed for Bagsy and the team and everyone. Um, we'll get some get some good luck. But um, no, it's been good. Do we have Dave? Do we have any Q and A this week? Some Q and A from the Instagrams. Yes, we oh, do. Oh, okay. Um, so we may so as well, is... If you guys are happy, we'll move on to that. If you if you're happy to move on to Q and A. 
because I think we've probably lost 90% of our listeners because of the gear talk. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> but, um, okay. <laughs> that was one of Dave's questions. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Um, cool. Yeah, it's by my old retoucher. Um, so Alex McKenzie. You're what? You're what? Sorry? <laughs> my old retoucher. <laughs> Is this, ah, is, is, that, is, is this a Me Too uh, tweet yeah, going on? I think on? this might be a hashtag Me Too that Dave's about to... <laughs> <laughs> um, that's very relevant, guys. We're nice. We're in touch with the internet. <laughs> Only about three months late, but whatever. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. It's the hashtag Me Too. So, um, what, what, what we got, Dave? Um, so, Alex McKenzie, or 85mm on Instagram, Lightroom or Photoshop? Ah, Depends what you're doing. Um, no, no, I don't know. No. I don't know if it does actually. Like, I've see. I was of someone who used Aperture before. Do you, do you guys remember that? Yeah, I remember Aperture. The, the no, bloatware. I was too poor to expose the. Ex, uh, I was too poor to afford a MacBook at that time. So yeah, <laughs> it was Apple's Apple's solution to photo management, and um, it was very bloated, very slow. Uh, yeah. and a bit rubbish as opposed to Lightroom <laughs> but it was like you wouldn't believe <laughs> but then again you're a Lightroom user Andy as well yeah 100%. yeah so me like, I use Lightroom because it means I can get through a large batch of images and organize myself because uh, one of the things I didn't mention with workflow earlier actually which is relevant to Lightroom is uh, on the camera I rate all the images that I know could be I do exactly the yeah. same so mm-hmm. as I as yeah. I take an image you do that as well yeah Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So as you go through, you take an image, you think, yeah, that one's going to be a, that's going to be a winner. And then you rate it. And then it means you can look at it quickly when you get into Lightroom. Um, so for that reason, I use Lightroom. It means I can get through a batch. I also have a, um, like a, what do, how would you call it? Not a template, but I have a set style. Preset. That, a preset. Sorry. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I have a preset, which I load onto the images and then fine tune for every single image yeah i mean i have a similar thing so you know mm-hmm. the jpeg that's displayed on the back of a canon yeah that is a that that's a jpeg rendered with the standard picture profile that mm-hmm. comes on canon you know you can have uh, neutral faithful yes. and stand yeah. so stand i always like the look of the, that jpeg so the first thing i have is a, is a calibrated preset that sets it back to that standard oh, cool. jpeg preview okay um so you can go so when you, if you're comparing back a camera to to your screen and go yep yep that looks cool Mm -hmm. that's how i because i remember when i had no profiles assigned to raw files and they would come in i go ah yeah i was excited about that picture i'm just (laughs) i'm just not anymore because it looked flat or just didn't yeah 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 Yeah. i mean like sometimes if it's a little bit punchy i i I would just remove that profile and just go back to how it was but it it tweaks the reds and the yellows slightly so you get those good canon skin tones because it removes all of that calibration further down the line so it's yeah. It's, I do the same thing as you. Yeah. So that so we. I mean, but then also, I'm guessing you use Photoshop for. So that's relevant to what Paps was saying. Depends on what you use it for, right? Because yeah. Use... So Photoshop for more in-depth retouching, especially when it comes to people. Ah, yeah, do you and Andy ever go inside Photoshop anymore? Um. Now, Ooh. I used to. Oh, Andy, feel. Actually, to be fair, that's actually a good point. What Paps just said, I actually forgot about the portraits. When I used to do, um, so this is years ago, when I did the Monster Energy Girl stuff uh, and I had to do a lot of retouching. So like when I used to do the proper um, in-depth portraits, that's when I went into Photoshop. Um, And that's when I created layer masks and I'd go through it. And that was, I couldn't have done that in Lightroom, I don't think. No, so, well, I, mean, no, I don't think Lightroom. The spot removal tool is bollocks in yeah. Lightroom. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not talking like nasty retouching, like the girls need a lot of retouching. I just mean like just simple things. Hairs in front of the face. Yeah, like hairs and like stuff that. like that. Like, And it was it was mental Like when you how much depth you have to get into when you're doing portrait retouching. Um, yeah. And it takes hours, as you guys will know. So, yeah, yeah it was for me, that was actually the last <clears> time I used, I can't remember the last time I opened Photoshop. Other than that, and that was like 2015, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Lightroom for me, <laughs> definitely Lightroom. Yeah, Lightroom. I hardly ever open Photoshop. I could, I could do I could do everything I do today, but in like just only Photoshop. Oh, could you? Yeah, yeah. But you use Bridge with it to organize and, and rate and project and organize. You can do all of that. Um, you can convert raw files to smart objects inside mm-hmm. Photoshop. So you can use the Adobe Camera Raw 
filter on top of that so you can go back and make changes to like you can in Lightroom so if you if you imagine develop tab mm-hmm. that remains a constant and then you can retouch on top of that but still change the, the raw exposure and white balance underneath that as well oh okay so you okay I, I, I've never used it I might have to give that a shot yeah it's it's, re- it's really quite cool I mean it's some I don't do it a lot these days because I'm I'm from shooting on film to start with, I like to try and get things as close in camera as possible. Agreed. Yeah, same. I'm exactly yeah, the same so as that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can do it when I do light painting. So stuff like a uh, headlight pass, for instance, if if I just want to brush it in quickly, but it's like, oh, fuck, the exposure's not where yeah, I yeah, want it yeah. to be. I could convert to smart object, dump it out into a separate file, then just use the Adobe Camera Raw thing to fine tune it when I get further down the line. No, that's actually, that's cool. Um, yeah, I never thought about trying that. I might just give that a shot and see what it looks like. But yeah, it's been a. I've just been so comfortable with Lightroom, even though, as Andy was joking earlier, it's a massive bloated thing that's very slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hey, it's but all I, good. But at the same time, it's. Because it does so much as well, because yeah. you've got your library and your development, it's all in one. I, I manage all my files from in there as well, Andy. So all my yeah. file um, storage is in there. Like everything on my network yeah. attached storage shows up on there. Like um, when when yeah. I'm when I'm out in the field and working, I don't have time to zip across between different. Pro- I just want everything no, no. there in front yep. of me. Yeah. And if if it's something I've got to go into Photoshop for, I'll generally I'll. I'll give it a zero move on on to the next one yeah i would i, I would yeah. love lightroom to have the clone stamp tool from yep. photoshop and i'd love it to have the the, the healing tool and the patch tool if, if it had those tools bought into lightroom then i'd probably hardly ever use photoshop for unless i'm doing multiple exposures. if stuff. they if they did that <clears> adobe <throat> knows they wouldn't no one would use photoshop <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. from photography yeah sorry from view, a photography yeah, point yeah. of view yeah that's, I mean that's a really good question though have you um yeah I'd, I wonder what he uses uh, he uses Photoshop oh he's a, oh, yeah. he's a Photoshop I know oh cool yeah he's um well he's a retoucher by it that's his ah, job right okay so he uses Bridge to organise ACR to sorry Adobe Camera Raw to yep. um, fine tune his raw files then dumps them into Photoshop in fact he's the one that taught me about the converting um, raw files to smart objects, so you can actually oh. re-edit them whilst yeah. you're editing them. Yeah, if that makes sense. I had to learn that quick. Um, I had to learn that quite early on with the portrait retouching. That's one of the first things you do: multiple layers yeah. and, and that. And actually, speaking about retouching, mm-hmm. um, what well, I can't use a mouse and I can't use a trackpad oh, for it. I, I have to use a black on tablet. Yeah, um, for everything. I, I've been using them since i've got into cg which is about cgi which is my day job i've been doing that mm-hmm. for about seven eight years now and i can't go back to using a mouse i can just about do it on a trackpad but i just <laughs> i'd rather not <laughs> it's, it's so comfortable when you can use the wacom tablet and pen like it's yeah it's pretty cool no, that's a good question though uh yeah definitely have you got any others dave yeah so thanks uh, alex for that one that's a good yeah, one um awesome. sir bevelot andy bevan mm-hmm being on he's got two here he goes okay. uh, let's let's start with a non-so-serious one <laughs> what does paps have to back up <laughs> wow my tax records for the last 10 years <laughs> <laughs> yeah good that's a good answer that's a good answer oh perhaps you get it i swear you get it so thick every time in fact i had someone come up to me the other day and say love the podcast but that poor guy paps he just gets it and i'm like yeah he's paps doesn't come on very often i think because he gets blasted uh, so sorry about that dude it's actually it's been recognized internationally someone said it to be an island again so that's two people that feel sorry for you perhaps I'm, uh, I, can only, I can only apologize for the company trust, you trust me when i see it, there's many more than that yeah. <laughs> that's amazing what's his serious one then dave no it's a perhaps what do you back oh, up? oh no <laughs> what do you back up there what do you back up perhaps right. <laughs> answer the goddamn question philip <laughs> he does Perhaps you perhaps choose weddings and stuff, though, don't you? I do. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. That's, that's, <coughs> yeah, come on, Andy. Come on, stop picking on him. Right. Yeah, what's what's uh, Sir Bevelot's uh, serious question? Uh, cloud based. Mike or... release his blog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike Newland, if you're listening, still waiting on that blog. I mean, uh, we can only assume that you have hard drive failure. and You should have used a cloud based <laughs> backup system. 
to actually get the photos back. Uh, Bevan asks again: cloud-based or old-school hard drives? Do you trust the cloud? Yeah, well, that's that's pretty much what we were chatting about, isn't it? Really, it's that for me it's i still like physical but then i also like to know that in case there's a fire and everything burns down it is in the cloud yeah um i yeah i think i think in this day and age you really need to go with both yeah yeah i i I mean why wouldn't you if it's if it's available to you why wouldn't you go for both belts and braces people belts and braces yeah that's it really it's it's it's, i i just don't know if i'd be happy working entirely from the cloud um but i don't think i'd want my work to be accessible to me on the cloud i'd I'd just like to know that there's a redundancy on the cloud i could just yeah just like a clone of a clone up there i agree with that i I agree with that i mean that was that was kind of what we covered earlier definitely for sure like yeah and i think backblaze as andy uses does a pretty damn good job of that i mean that is one that i have been looking at for a long time Mm. i mean it takes about a day for me to upload a video to youtube from my home internet so fuck knows what to do if i was to try and upload my entire library up there (laughs) what speeds are you getting on your internet Oh, amazing download, but shite upload. Oh, this this the joys of London, right? <laughs> yeah, because every cunt wants to live here. <laughs> so do you have any? I, uh, I think you'll find we don't. No, no, we definitely don't. I'm quite happy up here. Definitely fucking don't. Yeah. <laughs> so have you had any more questions come in, Dave, for Q and A? Uh, apart from, do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> no, no, that's awesome. Well, I'm I'm happy with that. We can call it a night on that one because that has been a, a cool chat, a technical chat. So apologies. If, I say if... one last thing. I yeah, don't seen it, Dan. Sorry, it goes that? back to the Lightroom thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Andy's seen it. Zeiss have just released a camera mm-hmm. called the uh, ZX1. ZX1 that has a Lightroom built in. What? How does that's that? That's a fucking gimmick. How does that work? Surely that's There's like the old Sony, Sony apps. Um, Today, mm-hmm. uh, Zeiss has developed a surprise entry as easily among the most interesting full frame mm-hmm. fixed lens camera, Dave, yes. with Adobe Lightroom built in, including 512 gig of inbuilt storage. What? But how... yeah. Okay, we're gonna. I'm gonna have to do some reading on that after this. That sounds mental. I can spot one problem with that straight Go away. On. Go on. How big is the camera? Oh yeah. It has a 4.3 inch touchscreen, so it's pretty fucking tiny. It's tiny. The camera measures 5.59 inches by 3.66 by 1.81. How are you going to edit that on the go? It'll be like Lightroom Mobile. Yeah, Yeah. it will be. Yeah. yeah. That's a gimmick. I'm I'm not interested. I'm out. (laughs) I'm out. I'm I'm not (laughs) investing. That's crazy. I'm going back to my EOS R. Yeah. I love my little Canon M50. That's a lo- that looks like a That's very a nice camera. little camera. That it's so much fun. Have you done a video on that one yet, Dave? Uh, no. No. Yeah, uh, but you've uh, used it for video. Pl- planning on doing a video for it. Wait, did I just... you do some Forest Wang. I did a video that? with it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. most last four videos have been made with it. But yeah, I'm super happy with how they're turning out. You you recommend it. In that sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a cheap camera, in fact, I have just recommended. I've got some friends that are going into Madagascar, mm-hmm. and they were looking to buy a camera. And I said, just buy like an M50. I didn't know what their budget was, but they bought that and and two lenses. And awesome. it's, it's, it's like a baby DSLR. It's yeah. really light. It does a lot. It's cheap. I think you can get the body and a lens for about 550 599 pounds that's, which that's good. might not sound cheap to a lot of people, mm-hmm. but like considering your options to buy. Actually, I don't know how much consumer level is. I, I've, I've lost the plot because the problem is I look at all the expensive toys. That's yeah, I only look yeah. at the expensive stuff now, yeah. so everything's cheap. It warps it. Anything below a grand, I'm like, oh, that's, that's a bargain. Hey, actually, yeah, put it this way. The new iPhone is up to £1,400. Oh, so ridiculous. you buy three Canon M50s almost for that kind of price. <laughs> and I'd rather buy the three Canon M50s than a fucking £1,500 iPhone. Oh, that's bad. Which isn't actually that nice. It's madness. No. I'm on a seven, and that's staying with me for some time. Yeah, I'm sticking with my 6S yeah. and my battery pack, but that's permanently connected to it. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely useless. But I'm staying. Can, with you, it. Not, can you not go and get? Do they not? Do they, uh, they, they redo the batteries now? They've like changed the batteries for you. That this is awesome. this is the third battery. 
<laughs> it's the third battery, yeah. Just but anyway, turn the off, mate. Yeah, it's on constant, <laughs> constant transmit. I'm constantly trying to get some hookups. Actually, um, I, just real quickly, yeah. I, I've downloaded an app lately called Sweatcoin, which basically uses your steps to earn you uh, Sweatcoin currency. <laughs> And you can actually buy things with this fucking currency. <laughs> Is this like the what, like Bitcoin type thing? Yeah, it will be. It will actually be rolled over eventually into a Bitcoin. So you're, bit, you're just mining by walking around. And what they do is they sell the information, your GPS yeah. information, off to um, health insurance companies. Right. But you can you can buy stuff. Like I could order coffee to my <laughs> off of my phone, but the thing is, it rinses your battery. I'm not surprised if it's permanent. Something chronic. <laughs> Oh man, mine mine is really bad. It's got to the point now. If if I even accept, so let's say a hundred percent battery. If I accept a FaceTime call, it drops to twenty percent. Like it literally oh, no. it fires up and it goes, oh low battery. I'm like seriously, like <laughs> what? Um, but yeah, great bit of kit, fantastic. Highly recommend. <laughs> Five stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's awesome. But um, boys, I think we'll call it a night tonight because we've uh, we've we've racked up an hour. Everyone's everyone's taking this all in. They're taking all the tech info in. They're, they've learned a lot. We need to let everyone just rest and go away now and think about it uh, and decide which two and a half grand camera they're going to buy. Um, <laughs> which no. seems to be the thing. But, um, we'll be back to the regular bullshit soon. Oh yeah, we will be. We will be for sure. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think we'll sign off. So uh, Andy, where can we find all your stuff, buddy? Oh, and Instagram. Just go and fucking look. I don't care. <laughs> uh, Paps, Paps, where's... <laughs> Paps, where's all your stuff on the internet, mate? Oh, God. Uh, Instagram, London Paps. Fantastic. And Dave, where are you, buddy? All over the internet. <laughs> I'm all over the internet. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> at Shooting Dave, uh, most active on Instagram and YouTube. Fantastic. And I am at Dan Fijian. I haven't been able to keep everything up to date recently because there's a lot going on uh, in my little life, but I am doing my very best. So I'll be responsive. If anyone wants to message any of us, I think apart from Andy, maybe he may not be very responsive if people want to message him. But um, Probably not. <laughs> feel, I'm loving hearing from everyone because I get a lot of nice messages about these podcasts. And um, I hope that we're kind of taking on everyone's like suggestions and recommendations because one of the things was the volume so hopefully this one is a little bit better volume wise um because that's just the one turn com- up well that's the just one complaint is a lot of people listen to us in the car apparently um and I they're just, saying yes, I've noticed that. It's yeah quiet. and apparently it's very quiet so i'm doing my very best to fix that everyone so uh it's, it's all unfortunately it is me and i'm trying to teach myself all this audio side of things so <laughs> um we'll get there but yeah, that's it. That's so any suggestions, any thoughts, anything like that, please do feel free. Send to your questions them. in. Definitely send your questions in. Right. To Dave. Yeah, to Dave. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Fuel Topia Podcast. This awesome crew and I have had a great pleasure sharing this all with you. Thank you as ever for listening and we look forward to the next time. Bye for now. I'm off to bed. <laughs> <laughs>